Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker, Jeremy Baker, the fabulous Baker boys, no relation, and uh, myself, Chris Swan. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Once again, that's 419-794-3030, online, arhq.com. Today on the show, our bond's a good investment right now. A lot of CDs are maturing this month and you have a little time to decide what to do next. And since the market has been flat for two years, well, where do investors find yield? All this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys, uh, Nolan, Jeremy. Glad to be with you as always. How are we doing today? It's good. It is good to be here. It is the Baker Boys. So yeah, yeah, things are good. You know, I've been uh, kind of traveling a lot. I was recently at Yale, a uh, pretty interesting place. Now I can say I've officially uh, been to Yale. Mm-hmm. I uh, was down at Jupiter visiting in Florida at uh, my Florida office and had a couple of events down there and uh, St. Louis this last week, but excited about this coming week. So uh, October 11th, this is kind of last call for our economic summit. We've got 70 people registered for that event. Uh, going to be talking about, again, how to put the odds in your favor. And I've started to ask this question uh, for a lot of folks, asking the question of between you know where we're at right now with the markets and a year from now, essentially going into the election, you know, what do you think the stock market's going to do? Do you think the stock market in a year from now is going to be up? Uh, do you think it's going to be right where it's at today? Or do you think it's going to be down? Because, in fact, if you look at the last two years, the market's been fairly flat. Uh, so that'll be one of the questions that I'll be asking. And more importantly, I'll be sharing strategies. So regardless of what your opinion is, talking about how to find opportunity, yield, and continue to make your money whatever direction the market goes in the future. So October 11th, we're still taking a couple RSVPs. Uh, If you'd like to sign up, ARHQ.com. We also have a casino night, so we have a a fun night lined up with uh, some good uh, prizes and, of of course, uh, good entertainment there with some music as well. And then Medicare, we had, I think, last week uh, 125 people that came out to our Medicare workshop. So, you know, with going into the annual enrollment period, uh, I know Scott is very busy with meeting with people, talking about the changes in Medicare, uh, helping people make the smart decision about 2024. October 12th, we've got our Medicare workshop in Sylvania, and then we also have a Medicare workshop in Sylvania on October 17th. So two 6 p.m. meetings. Uh, if you, again, are 64 or 65 or older, come on out to those events uh, that we have coming up on Medicare. All that information on our events tab at ARHQ.com. Again, a lot of great events coming up in the future. You can find one that works best for you. Go and reserve your seat, ARHQ.com. Let's go ahead and dive into uh, the show this week. The Federal Reserve, they've sent a message. They intend to keep interest rates higher for longer. Normally, that does not bode well for bonds, for most bonds, but hang on. There are higher quality bonds that are getting above 5%, and some that carry extra risk are fetching 7 to 10%. So I have to wonder, after a two-year slide, are are bonds perhaps coming back? You know, really is a question of what's going to happen moving forward. If we look at this, um, I recently got together with a, a couple, and I sat down and we had talked a little bit about their uh, retirement plans. Their goal was to get retirement ready. And so what we did is we looked at her 401k plan. Within her 401k plan, she had what I would refer to as a 70 30 asset allocation mix, meaning that she had 70% of the money allocated towards equity investments in her 401k, 30% of the money invested into bond funds. And if we go on, you know, as of the beginning of October, and we look at the website Morningstar.com, if you look at the broad market index using uh, the index AGG, which is the aggregate bond index, you know, if we look at this year, so far, the aggregate bond index is still negative. Um, as of the beginning of October, it was negative about 1%. And in addition to that, if we look at uh, the performance of the aggregate bond index, say, over the next 10 years, the, you know, the total return of that has been just over 1%. You know, so the, the challenge about bonds is even though there are some that are fetching above that 5 or 
you know, seven or 10% yield, you're still taking market risk, meaning that the bond market is a market just like the stock market. So the more people to show up to buy, the higher the price goes, the more people show up uh, the sell, the lower the price goes. You know, the, the reality is, is worst case scenario, we could be in an environment like what we saw in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where the federal fund rate continued to be at risk and continued to make it challenging for bond fund investors. So in, uh, Heather, in her situation, what we did is we talked to her about the ability after, since she's past age 59 and a half, she has the ability where she can take uh, her money and take some or all of it out of her 401k, move it into a self-directed IRA. And, you know, by removing that bond fund category, what we were able to do is able to look at what I consider to be maybe better alternatives that were able to help reduce her risk level down. So when we think about it today and we look at the rates today, you know, you have money market funds that are over 5% today. So you don't have that bond fund interest rate risk associated with it. In fact, you know, if interest rates continue to go up, you'll see money market funds continue to go up versus if interest rates continue to go up, bond funds could continue to go down. Uh, FDIC insured bank CD rates today, extremely attractive for people that want to have, you know, some of that FDIC insurance uh, and they want to have those rates that are uh, over and above 5% and they can build it out into different timeframes that they want. And the last is, you know, we're also in, probably an environment I can't remember I've, I've seen in the fact that insurance products, specifically what is called fixed annuities. Now, these are insurance products that offer a fixed rate of return. Uh, you can buy fixed annuities for different time frames, you know, three years, five years, seven years, 10 years. In many cases, the rates that are offered by the insurance companies of America today on these multi-year guaranteed annuities are actually higher than what we're seeing and some of the um, other traditional fixed products that are out there and when you go three or five years or longer. So, you know, we're talking about building out a ladder overall. We're talking about looking at an environment to help try to determine, you know, are bonds a good investment right now? But, you know, when we look at uh, kind of a recap of 2023, a negative result so far this year, uh, if we lose the aggregate bond index as the benchmark, uh, further interest rate risk as again, the Fed intends to keep interest rates higher for longer and it could be even more challenging if the Fed does raise rates. Uh, I don't know, Jeremy, what are you telling your clients? I agree with you in the fact that the money market accounts, I've been in this business since late 99, and I haven't seen interest rates on fixed accounts, money market accounts this high in, in, in the entire time I've been a financial advisor. Um, I've heard stories of CDs getting, you know, 19, 13% back in the 80s, but definitely haven't seen that happen. And I don't expect interest rates to go that high, but, you know, I've used bond funds in the past that have paid, you know, 4.75, five and a quarter percent was a really good rate. And now you can get that with uh, the Schwab money market account and uh, some CDs that we can get through Charles Schwab as well. And then, you know, you mentioned the fixed annuities, I think is a, definitely a great option for investors today. So, again, that million-dollar question, worst-case scenario when you're looking at bonds is could we be in an environment like the 60s, 70s, and 80s? You know, and, and during that time frame, what you see is that the federal fund rate continued to spike in those decades due primarily to high inflation, monetary policy actions by the government, and other economic events. I don't know. Chris, it kind of sounds like uh, that's the environment I see out there right now. Certainly seeing a lot of similarities out there, uh, for sure. And, and as we've said, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does often rhyme. Are bonds a good investment right now? Uh, they certainly could seem attractive, but there are probably better ways to go about investing your money. The team in America's Retirement Headquarters can explore those options with you and find out what's going to work best. All you have to do to get started, pick up the phone and give a call, 419-794-3030, or visit them on the website, arhq.com. If you're still debating over whether to actually hire a financial advisor, well, this comes into play. Nolan, I, as you mentioned, you recently visited Yale, had the opportunity to sit down with Professor William Getzman, and here's what he had to say about it. 
having an advisor that can help you understand what just happened in the market and also think through or show you examples of what happens if we have another hyperinflation like the 1980s. You know, what would your portfolio do? That is really helpful because most people are not finance professors that can talk about equity premiums and so forth. Most people are just trying to understand in practical terms how best to plan given these financial tools that they don't use every day. Can you think of any other reasons that we can give our listeners and viewers to, to come in and see you guys for that initial consultation, taking that first step? Yeah, you know, I think going out to Yale was a, a great opportunity to meet with, uh, you know, Professor Getzman. I also met with Professor Ibbotson. You know, two extremely well-seasoned professors that have spent their, you know, adult career working on the study of finance, economics, looking at things like you know, behavioral finances and the decisions that investors make. And then, you know, tracking the data back uh, really to the shipyards was was kind of interesting. And, you know, uh, what was interesting is the group had asked Dr. Getzman about working with a financial advisor, and he shared an experience about uh, the financial advisor that him and his mom work with. You know, here's a guy that is a economics professor, uh, very well known for his background, but still utilizing uh, a financial professional in his family to make sure that they're crossing the T's and dotting the I's. And I think the reality is, is even a, an economics professor, he knows what he's good at. You know, we all have our strengths and it never hurts really kind of to get a, a second opinion on what's out there. One of the things that we can do for you, if you're wondering that question, you know, should I get a financial professional and should I meet with a financial advisor? Obviously, the answer, I would say, as a financial advisor is yes. But I would say that I'm biased. What I would say is that the process that we can take you through is what we refer to as the CFO checklist. We'd be happy, actually, if you call our office, 419-794-3030, and we can get you a copy of the personal CFO checklist and within this checklist, what we try to focus on is three topics. And those three topics are how to help you better manage your money, protect your hard-earned assets, and efficiently plan your estate. And within each of those, we ultimately have a total of 25 items that we walk through when we're looking at these areas. And, you know, if you could figure out one area, like, you know, how to maybe optimize your Social Security uh, and get more benefits and more survivor protection... You know, it could be extremely beneficial to spend 45 minutes or an hour to know about what that looks like. Uh, understanding how to avoid big penalties for, you know, failure to sign up for Medicare at the correct age or missing a required minimum distribution. Or to most recently, like what we've been talking about, which is like the tax savers checklist and knowing, you know, are there specific steps that you can take in your family situation uh, minimize the taxes that you pay this year in the future and then ultimately if a, a legacy that you leave on we're not attorneys but these areas they kind of overlap each other so you know you might have a, a will or a, a trust even you know, might think you know my state plans are updated but oftentimes what people don't realize is that what you have listed on what is called a name to beneficiary like your life insurance policy or your 401k or your IRA, those assets traditionally don't pass through your will and your trust. Normally, they go to who you name as your beneficiary. And so, you know, some people think, well, I've got it all taken care of. But if those two items, they don't match up together, uh, watch out because it could create not only wasted taxes, uh, wasted probate fees and expenses, uh, could create a big headache for your family. And I think the advantage of meeting with us is we take that comprehensive approach of helping you make and an informed decision that says, you know, if I make a choice on withdrawals from my IRA, how is that going to impact my Medicare or affordable health care costs? You know, what are the steps that I need to take on the checklist to make sure that I'm reviewing how to maximize how to get the assets to my loved ones beyond, you know, maybe my spouse? These are all of the areas that I would say, yes, I'm absolutely biased that it's worth time uh, to get a second opinion. You know, worst case scenario, Jeremy, we say everything looks good and you're in good shape, right? Sure. I think there's, you know, even just an initial consultation probably takes an hour in our office. And, you know, looking at all the clients over the years, all the financial plans written, you know, you mentioned Social Security optimization. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars that is in that decision. Mm -hmm. And 
saving in taxes. You know, a lot of people come in saying, God, I wish I would have met you guys 10 years ago. Or there might be a mistake with a beneficiary where mom forgot to put both kids on there. And now, you know, one kid is inheriting the money and trying to split it up. And how's the easiest way to do that? Well, a lot of times stuff like this isn't easy. You know, I'm biased too. I am a financial advisor and I actually have a financial advisor as well. So I think essentially for us, you know, just spending that hour, spending that hour answering questions and just helping people make informed decisions, I think is a big key. You touched on something there, Jeremy, that, that I want to I focus on. You said you, you have a financial advisor yourself. You don't handle your own situation because as we've said so many times here on the show, it is difficult to manage your own money when, when you know, you've got that emotion that creeps into the play and creeps into play. So, um, Experience, I think, is, is a great way to put on it because the goal for everyone out there listening, I think, is to retire once and stay retired. Why not turn to a team that has you know, decades of experience helping people get to, through, and beyond retirement and let them use the strategies and, and tips and tricks and figure out what's going to work best for you? It all starts with that phone call to the team, 419-794-3030. You can also schedule time as well online, arhq.com. And I just want to reiterate really quick, a lot of events coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, this, this month alone, uh, you can find out more about those, including how to reserve your seat by clicking on the events tab at ARHQ.com. So here we are in October, and many certificates of deposit, also known as CDs, they're set to mature this month. But I read that uh, banks may be giving you less than two weeks to decide what to actually do with that CD once it, once it matures. So what are people's choices? What is the highest paying CD rate right now? Or is, is there, in fact, a better place for people to put their money? You know, we live in an interesting environment right now where what we have seen is we've seen interest rates have absolutely skyrocketed in the last year. And, you know, that's bad for people that want mortgages or want a car loan, but that's great for you folks that are savers. So you maybe bought a CD a year ago, two years ago. And again, with this month being one of the biggest months in October that CD rates are maturing, you know, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised on what some of your choices are that are out there. And in fact, I'm going to share an idea with you that is a unique environment, something I actually haven't seen during my entire kid's lifetime. And Jeremy, I think you said, you know, during your career, we haven't seen an interest environment like it is today. So you really want to make sure that you're going out and making sure that you make every dollar uh, work as hard as possible. So when we think about what is the highest paid CD rate right now, uh, the one thing I would say, call our office anytime you want, 419-794-3030. And uh, Jeremy or myself, again, Nolan, can you know, instantly tell you what some of the top CD rates are. Uh, we do offer FDIC-insured CDs through our relationships that are out there. Uh, being independent, we're able to kind of shop the rates that are out there to be able to tell you, you know, what a one, two, three-year or whatever time frame you're looking for a CD rate is. There's also some good uh, websites, so if you're kind of a do-it-yourselfer and you want to go and look at the different rates that are out there, Uh, A website that's called bankrate.com has some rates and makes those rates available. Um, There's also a website that's called NerdWallet that has the best CD rates for October of 2023. And keep in mind that these rates are as of here, the beginning of October. Rates are going to always change all the time. So what we're seeing right now is we're seeing with CDs, uh, you know, higher interest rates with this shorter time frame, meaning that a one-year CD is in that 5.5% range. But... You know, as you go out longer, say three or five years, the CD rates are actually lower. They're more in that 4% range. So rates are, are dropping the longer that you lock them in. And historically, when we think about it, things in the past, what you would normally see is you would normally see rates would be higher the longer you're willing to commit your money. But, you know, again, we're in a weird environment right now where interest rates and how interest rates are working Uh, shorter term can be more attractive than longer term. So what I also want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about the fact that the insurance companies of America offer a product called a fixed annuity. And I know annuities can be a confusing topic, but these are pretty darn straightforward. You work with an insurance company and the insurance is based upon, you know, the claims paying ability of the insurance company. So you want to work with a top A rated company and you can take out a rate from, you know, one year, three years, five years, all the way to 10 years or however time frame that you want. And the insurance company is going to offer you a rate guarantee. And in my opinion, when I look at the rates right now, when you compare FDIC insured CDs as well as fixed annuities offered by the insurance companies, 
If you go out three years or longer, most of the insurance contracts are winning with higher rates right now. So this can be a good moment. So if you do have a bank CD and you're thinking about, you know, what is the highest rate to make your money work? Um, there could be some pros and cons to considering, you know, is an annuity a right option for me or is a CD a right option for me? And, you know, keep in mind as independent professionals, we represent both FDIC insured CDs as well as fixed annuities. So whichever is the right product for you, we're going to help design it based upon what your custom needs are to help you get the right solution uh, within your portfolio. Yeah, I think one of the big keys for people to have is the cash reserve on hand. Cash reserve being for emergencies and opportunities. And it's an exciting time now because you can actually get some pretty good yield with your cash reserves while keeping it fairly liquid. Yeah, and you, you pointed out, Swan, you know, if you read it, the banks can give you less than two weeks to decide what to do with your CD. So, you know, for anybody who's a listener that has a bank CD coming up that's maturing either this month or sometime between now and end of the year, you know, so you're not in that grace period or short window of time, generally, you know, one to two weeks where you can withdraw your money without paying a early withdrawal penalty, you need to make sure that you take advantage of this. And having the conversation, uh, even if your CD's not coming up for another month or two, uh, is exactly what we're happy to do to help you kind of shop those rates so you don't have to call all over town. You just have one phone call to make. Go ahead and doing your homework ahead of time. That way you don't have to worry about that, that grace period when it comes upon you. The phone number is 419-794-3030. Being able to explore the options that are going to work best for you, whether that is a CD, whether that is using a fixed index product like an annuity or some other strategy, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with that. 419-794-3030. Now, guys, the S&P 500 closed in September at around 4417, 4417. In July of 2021, the S&P 500 closed actually at the exact same number, 4417. That means that we have had no growth for two years. Wealth manager Jason Katz sat down with Stuart Varney on Fox Business to talk about the role of the Fed in the future. The Fed has a last mile problem. The low-hanging fruit has been plucked. I think the market can deal with 3% inflation. Investors can. The Fed can't. They have so much mud on their face from the transitory nonsense that they're hell-bent. They're not going to move the target to 3%. They're going to keep it at 2%. And as a result of that, I think that is a bit of a wet blanket on equities. Sounds to me like you're forecasting not a dead decade, but a dead year where the market really doesn't go anywhere. Well, if you're planning for retirement, I mean, you can't afford to let your money sit idle for three years. So where is the yield in this current environment? Yeah, great question. You know, so in, in that example, you've got um, a wealth manager predicting the market could be flat over the next year based upon what the Fed does. And, you know, at the end of the day, the market's going to do what the market's going to do. In fact, I'm going to be diving deep into this topic at our economic summit. That's coming up on October 11th. Uh, we're going to be kind of sharing some insight about our opinion of you know, where we think the market is going to be with it being a, an election year. And in fact, what I did is I went back and I took a look at the, the numbers and I looked at the market performance in election years. And, you know, since the S&P 500 index has been around, we have had 23 elections since that time frame. In 20 of the 23 elections, the stock market has been higher in the election years so I'm not sure that the statement that the market's going to be flat over the next year is going to be true. You know, the odds are in favor that the market could be higher. Again, in reality, what happens is the market doesn't care what my opinion is. The market's going to do what the market's going to do. So you still, as an investor, you need to make sure that, especially at retirement time, these are folks that need their money to be producing income. You know, if they're not going to get up and go to work every single day, their dollars have to get up and go to work every single day. They can't have the ability to be stagnant for the next year uh, and have three years in a row that their money sits flat. So ideas on where to find yield. First and foremost, you know, think about your uh, cash reserve. So if you have a large balance buildup in your checking savings rates, uh, maybe CDs, maybe an old annuity, uh, it could be well worth your time to spend some time looking at uh, evaluating, is that still the right option for you? You know, we've got money market funds over 5% right now as of October 2023. You've got FDIC-insured bank CDs. Uh, in that 5.5% range, again, depending upon what bank and what time frame you select. You've got fixed annuities offered by the insurance companies of America 
in that five to six percent range. You know, so those are type of products that if people need them to produce money, uh, they can produce that consistency all the time. I'm actually optimistic, again, looking at the, the market. If you're selective on where the opportunities are within the marketplace, uh, maybe not owning all of the market, but I think another example of where to find yield in the market is dividend-paying stocks. So a couple of good ways to make your money work a little bit harder for you. If you feel like maybe you're on that uh, treadmill and going nowhere, but you're just running, 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 there are ways to produce yield in this environment that we're in right now. Being able to to go through you know with a with a comb and figure out what's going to actually work for you, what is actually going to uh, generate uh, income, where that yield is, because here's the truth of it: you know even if the market sits flat for three years, if you're already in retirement, you're taking a loss because you're withdrawing money. So finding that right blend, figuring out what's going to work best for you, all starts with picking up the phone and reaching out to the team at America's Retirement Headquarters four one nine seven nine four thirty thirty. That's the phone number or the website if you prefer arhq.com. Now, we've mentioned a couple times today on the show and, and throughout the history of the show about annuities and how, uh, you know, it could be a four-letter word in some circles. Do they have an awareness problem? In a recent study, uh, found that more than half of consumers, they're quite frankly uncertain about annuities. But when they were presented as income rather than an investment, you know, people actually came around. They warmed up to the idea. How do you help investors actually understand uh, annuities? I know, Jeremy, when I talk to a lot of people, annuities are kind of a confusing topic. Uh, I'm not sure when you go and you talk with people, you know, is there a way that you kind of break it down in simple terms for folks? Well, there's, I think annuities and simple aren't necessarily two words that are used in the same sentence, but it, it can be broken down simply for folks. You know, there's essentially three different types of annuities. You have fixed, you have index, and you have variables. And... Within those, there's some complexities about them. But uh, I think when you look at annuities, if like Chris said, if you look at it as, a, as an income source, it's a little bit easier to understand. Um, sometimes we become like victims of using too much jargon and people don't understand it. So we kind of want to break, break down the complexities of an annuity within simple terms and how they work. Yeah, so really, again, it's, again, in simple terms, when you look at the word annuity, it's a contract between an insurance company and the annuitant or an owner. And there's three different types that you can have. You can have a fixed annuity, you can have an index annuity, and you can have a, a variable annuity. And each of those work different. A fixed annuity is a contract that is going to pay the uh, annuitant or account owner a fixed rate of return for a set period of time. So you could buy a three-year fixed account, five-year, seven-year, 10-year. An indexed account is an account that is going to allow you to participate when an underlying index is positive, but again, is going to protect you against losses when that underlying index is negative. And then a, a variable annuity is one of the ones that uh, typically goes up when the markets go up and has the ability to go down when the markets go down. And so with a variable annuity in some of these contracts, you can also, you know, add in different riders that provide, you know, things like an income or long-term care or a death benefit. And I think, Jeremy, as you pointed out, that's where some of these annuities, they become confusing for a lot of reasons. And confusing because sometimes even the agents who sell them don't understand them and educate, you know, consumers on the pros and cons because there absolutely is pros and cons to any financial product that's out there. As you talked about, you know, there is complexity. So, you know, the different structures between fixed, variable, immediate, deferred, and index are just, you know, one of the ways that you need to understand that. There's jargon that we use here, you know, in the insurance industry, things like the term annuitization or surrender charges or death benefit. You know, the average consumer sometimes really doesn't understand what that means. Uh, fees and expenses is a big one that I get. A lot of people say, you know, Nolan, I heard those annuities are expensive. And that's not always true. Oftentimes, when you're looking at fees and expenses, there are different fees and expenses that you want to consider. For me personally, I think the lion's share of the fees and expenses will come into the contracts that are the variable because they have administrative fees, they could have mortality expenses, and investment management fees. But when you look at a fixed annuity or a indexed annuity, 
you can get those contracts with no fees. There's a lot of companies that offer those, and so you don't have those fees and expenses that eat into the potential return that can make it challenging for the real value of the annuity. Um, some of them have a, a longer-term commitment. So, you know, when we think about you talked about having the importance of a, a savings account or money market account, things that are liquid, a great idea, right? You need to have an emergency account. You need to have money that's set aside, and sometimes bank CDs are good for that six-month or one-year or two-year or three-year. You can get an annuity account that you know could be as long as 10 years, and that can be a good and bad thing, again, as long as you understand the commitment. And it's a commitment both ways. So as Judge Judy talks about, it's a contract, right? You know, I have seen insurance contracts right now that offer the highest rate on a fixed contract with no fee that I've seen since my children have been born, and I have a 20-year-old. And what you have the ability to do is you have the ability that the insurance company has a commitment to pay you that fixed rate for that number of years. You can lock in today's rates for 10 years if you want, and the insurance company has a commitment. But just the same as you have a commitment back to them, meaning that you need to understand what the withdrawal provisions are and need to understand, you know, what are surrender charges and if you take money out early, what the penalty could be. No different than if you take a CD out, you have some type of time frame commitment, and you also need to understand what the penalty is as well. So it's all about education. To me, it's all about making sure that you have transparency you know, an understanding when you, when you have a 400-page a prospectus, it, it is challenging that's out there. It's challenging to understand, you know, how taxes work on annuities versus savings account. You know, really to address these challenges, what I would encourage you to do is if you have an annuity, there could be an opportunity for us to maybe refinance or upgrade your contract. So what we're seeing is that because of how fast interest rates have gone up in the last year. Annuity contracts that are three, five, seven, or 10 years old, a lot of seniors and retirees have these old contracts that are sitting around. They may be able to do something different, upgrade their contract. You maybe have uh, an old variable annuity contract that you're paying all these excess fees and expenses and you know have no need for the income rider. You know, maybe you can take and get rid of those. And, you know, that's what we're happy to do for our radio show listeners. If you want to understand the pros and cons of an annuity and see if this is an option that's right for you, or if you have an old annuity and you want an independent analysis of that and get some feedback so we can take what can be complex and break it down into simple terms, all you got to do is pick up the phone, give us a call. We'd be happy to walk you through exactly what an annuity is for you in simple terms. Just to uh, kind of back up the simplicity thing, I think most investments have what I call gimmies and gotchas. So, you know, you might be paying for something while you get something. And I think annuities, there's no right, there's no one way for each investor. Everybody has their unique situation. And, you know, you should really take a look at what your situation is and uh, adjust accordingly. Because annuities, truth be told, aren't going to be right for everybody out there, and they certainly don't need to be the entirety of your retirement plan, but it could be a valuable part of a retirement strategy. Maybe you've heard things, you've seen things online about them that, that puts them in a bad light. Bring that to the conversation. Sit down and speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. Let them educate you, help you at the end of the day make the most informed decision, and if you decide that is something that you want to pursue and include in your retirement plan, figure out what's going to work best for you. 419-794-3030 is that phone number. Once again, 419-794-3030. We've spoken many times on the show, I would dare say almost every single show, about the importance of a tax plan in retirement. And one way to limit your taxes in retirement is to take portions of your 401k, go ahead and pay the taxes now, and convert that money over to a Roth IRA. But how do you know if you're a candidate? Vanguard says you need to look at your future income in retirement. If you find that tax rate is higher than your current tax rate, then you might want to consider the conversion. They call the calculation the break-even tax rate. Guys, is that part of the evaluation you do, or are there other factors to consider? Well, you know, we talk about keeping the government away from your money is one of the keys to being financially successful, not only during your lifetime, but for keeping your money within your family for, for multiple generations. You know, the the analogy of save money in taxes today to pay taxes in the future uh, in my 29 years of experience isn't always the case. And in fact, more often than not, you know, people who saved a lot of money in traditional tax deferred retirement accounts like 401ks and IRAs 
could be in the crosshairs of higher taxes in the future during their lifetime, as well as if they have money left over to pass you know, to their children because of the tax code is very unfavorable. You know, here we're at in an environment, October 2023, you know, we just surpassed for the first time ever in the history of this country over $33 trillion of national debt. We've got this debate going on about the government shutdown because they're out of money, yet we just raised the debt ceiling just recently, and they've blown it all again. So you have a government that's out of control with spending. And then you have the tax code that's currently one of the lowest that it's been in a long time. So it makes sense for everybody to take a look at their situation. And what we do is we run a tax roadmap. So I'll tell you what, for the first five callers of the radio show this week, if you would like a 2023 tax roadmap, you can just call our office, 419-794-3030. We'll run a tax roadmap for you, and we'll help answer that question is should you pay taxes now or later in the future? And let me give you a couple of specific examples. I know, Jeremy, we met with a couple, we'll call them Rick and Heather. In running the analysis for Rick and Heather, Rick is a recent retiree. Heather's probably going to retire in the next couple of years. When running the tax analysis and when when we looked at it, it actually it doesn't make sense right now from what I call a strategic Roth conversion standpoint. Meaning that when we look at their tax brackets and work in coordination with their CPA, because we're not accountants, we're not trying to give you tax advice, before you ever do anything tax-wise, always consult with your tax professional. But by working on it together in coordination with their accountant, it really didn't make sense right now from a strategic standpoint to look at a Roth conversion. Um, Now, in this other example, we met with this gentleman, his name's Ernie. Now, in Ernie's situation, he actually came into the office and he had talked about, you know, wanting to figure out how to lower taxes. And I know last weekend we had a lot of people that called in for our our tax savers checklist as well. So we've been having a lot of these conversations as the deadline is getting closer. December 31st is the deadline. Um, So now is the time to be looking at these. When we looked at Ernie's situation, what we had found is that there was a gap of money that he can convert at virtually zero to the lowest tax bracket right now. And he really didn't need the money, so he might need it at some point in the future, you know, for the issue of, like, a long-term care. And then ultimately, if he didn't need the money, his plan was to pass it on to his kids, uh, maybe grandkids. But leaving money in a traditional tax-deferred retirement account and, you know, delaying taxes to later in Ernie's situation, I believe, could be a big mistake while he knows the tax brackets and while he could convert money at low to no taxes, every year I would be strategically converting money over. Now, in addition to that, I served in the United States Marine Corps, so I'll, I'll use the word tactical. But when I'm talking tactical, I'm not necessarily talking about uh, a war, although I'm telling you to take war against the government coming after your money in the form of taxes. I'm also meaning to take a sniper shot approach when it comes to looking at Roth conversions. In fact, if you go back to our YouTube channel and you listen to our show from last year, when the market was down significantly, we were talking about the concept of a tactical Roth conversion. Jeremy, uh, maybe if you touch a little bit on what that is and we can dive a little bit deeper, but this is another great opportunity, again, on that tax savers checklist where we look at tactical Roth strategies. So if you own if you own stocks inside of your IRA and you like the stocks you believe in the stocks but let's let's just say that they're down at this point the market's been flat for 2 years we talked about that and some stocks might be might be down well the theory well not the theory the the tactical strategy around that is converting those stocks over to a Roth IRA and then you know, believing in, in the stocks that they're going to go back up. You can put it into a Roth IRA, still defer the growth on, defer the taxes on the growth, and then when you take the money out, the money's going to be tax-free. Yeah, so great ways, again, you know, with a tactical strategy, you might have some investments in your portfolio that are down and out a little bit, but they're companies that you really truly believe in the long run are going to be higher. Looking at tactically converting those types of your portfolio can make a lot of sense. Now, Chris, this tax code is another area that I think a lot of consumers are 
uh, misinformed and they don't really know about. In fact, the honorable learned hand, he said it best when there's, he said there's two systems of taxation, one for the informed and one for the uninformed. So looking at it and looking at strategic conversion strategies by creating the tax roadmap, looking at a tactical raw strategy of identifying opportunities in your portfolio, and also knowing the fact that when we're talking about conversions, we're talking about money you already have built up in a traditional tax-deferred retirement account. So I can't tell you the amount of times that I've done workshops or talked with people that thought, well, I can only put you know $7,000 into a Roth or you know, I didn't realize that I could do that. I didn't know that was an option for me. So, you know, what you don't know can be a costly mistake, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to tactical Roth strategies. So, again, what I said is the first five callers that call in will be happy to provide you a tax roadmap by giving us a call and giving you some ideas, again, on how to try to keep the government away from your money this year, for future years, and for your family as well. Just be one of the first five callers, 419-794-3030, if you believe that your investments will grow in the future and also think that taxes are going to go up in the future. I think that's a pretty pretty large uh, uh, overlap there. Uh, this is certainly worth taking a look at, the, the value of a, a Roth conversion, if that is something uh, that could be beneficial to you. 419-794-3030. Just be one of the first five callers. Do you remember the GameStop controversy a few years ago? That is when a small group of day traders ran up the price of GameStop stock and essentially stuck it to hedge funds that were betting it would fail. There's actually a new movie about that coming out called Dumb Money, and it stars Seth Rogen. I play like a normal, understandable guy, and he's very comfortable and very wealthy. He's making hundreds of millions of dollars off of, like, the collapse of institutions and companies. My character had invested tons of money betting on GameStop's failure because people started buying stock in it. I just like the stock. The company went up in value, and people like Gabe lost tons of money. Once again, GameStop involved in an ongoing battle. How much did we lose today? A billion. And yesterday? A billion. It became always known as a, a meme stock, and I'm sure most passed playing GameStop because of the extremely high risk, but there could be stocks in a retirement portfolio that are also very risky. So h- how do you determine the risk of a stock? Well, actually, I didn't know that there was this money. So, you know, when I was looking at the topics for this week, I actually went and looked up the, the trailer for this movie called Dumb Money. It's it's pretty interesting in the fact that, uh, you know, a small group of in- individuals got to stick it to Wall Street. So good for them. But you know, the reality is, is when we look at retirement, it's all the point of life that doesn't allow the luxury of time to make up for mistakes. And in fact, there can be a lot of extreme risk in a portfolio. And I, I believe that's our job as a financial professional to try to line up and match what their risk tolerance is correctly in their portfolio. And we start that on the surface by utilizing some software, don't we? Yes, we use a, a couple of different software um, programs. Uh, Morningstar is one I really like. Uh, what that does is it sh- sort of shows you your risk versus reward on a uh, on a plot chart. And we use uh, portfolio optimization. And w- what we like to do is get you the most amount of return with the least amount of risk. The other software we use is called Riskalyze, and that... And that individually breaks down your portfolio and gives you an assigned risk score. It's uh, on a one one to a hundred basis. One being the lowest risk, F- FDI insured money market funds, and a hundred being uh, you know something like cryptocurrency. So what we do is we take a, we do an independent portfolio analysis and put together put together an investment policy statement for folks that gauges their risk and a lot of people are surprised at the amount of risk they're taking some even with mutual funds people feel like they're taking less risk because they're in mutual funds and then when we show them what their portfolio risk score is they're a little surprised and then we try and you know give them some ideas on how to reduce risk and how to get the proper amount of return with the amount of risk they're comfortable taking it really i mean when you determine risk in a portfolio there's a lot of different ways that technology today can help stack the deck of cards in your favor. In fact, we're going to be going over those uh, tools and technologies that we use. Again, it's at our Economic Summit. So this is kind of last call to come to the Economic Summit. It's October 11th at 6 p.m. at the Perrysburg Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, You can sign up for that event at ARHQ.com. 
Uh, we're going to be talking for about an hour about ways to put the odds in your favor. And then we also have uh, a casino night where we have, it's just fun money, but it's an opportunity to come and, you know, have some fun money with some prizes and enjoy the company and give you a chance to ask, you know, some individual questions to myself, Jeremy, some of the other advisors that are in the portfolio. But when we look at it, you know, we're really kind of slicing and dicing the things. As you talk about, we've got software like Riskalyze, there's Morningstar, there's TipRanks, you know, there's Schwab that allow us to get this research that help us try to make a better educated decision about what's in the, the portfolio. Some of the key characteristics I'm going to tell you folks that you want to look at in your portfolio um, is number one is know what you own. A lot of times people come to the office and I'll ask them, you know, what, what's in your portfolio? I had somebody that we were talking with the other day and, right. you know, what he, he mentioned to me is he said, you know, when he looked at our basket of stocks, he said, well, you know, there's a couple of stocks in there that I, I just don't agree with their opinion of what they do and how they run their business and their business decision. You know, and we've seen this in the news lately, right, with some of these companies. And, sure. you know, as a smaller organization, the great thing is, is we're able to tailor the approach down to exactly what is right for that individual, whether it's their, you know, social beliefs, whether it's, you know, what type of desires there are down to their risk level. And so in this example, I asked him, I said, well, do you know what you own today? And he said he didn't. We clicked on his largest holding. We looked at his portfolio. And his portfolio, the number two holding, was one of the companies that he said he didn't believe in what their opinion was and didn't want to invest in them. Right. So if you're listening and you don't know exactly what you own, you own a bunch of mutual funds, you might think you're diversified, but you may not be. You may not be invested in companies that you also believe in. We also saw this happen in the 2008 environment where a lot of people own mutual funds, but they also own the same thing. We can see that in today's environment where you might think you're diversified, but there's only about seven stocks that represent you know, nearly 25% of the performance of the S&P 500 index. And so if you have several investments that own the same thing, that can increase your risk. It could increase your return. But do you want to take that level of risk, especially at retirement time? Last is you, you need to understand what the methodology of your approach is. I love it when Chaz talks about this, the investment methodology. And so if you don't know what the investment methodology is, what it does is it refers to the systematic approach or the set of principles that an individual, a financial institution, or an investment fund follows when making investment decisions. You know, it encompasses their strategies, techniques, and rules used to analyze, select, and manage investments with the goal of achieving specific objectives while managing risk. Your fund, by definition, may not have the ability to go a defensive portfolio. So if economic conditions change, and like our team and some of our strategies, we have the ability to incorporate what I refer to as circuit breakers on an account that are designed when technical indicators say risk is high, where we could reduce and or eliminate equity positions, go more defensive into things like fixed income or cash to try to reduce risk. And, you know, having circuit breakers, I think, is an important area for folks as well. The second area is looking at companies that we believe that are strong. Uh, for example, in our portfolio, one of the criteria that we look for is we look for companies that have large cash positions. You know, so small or medium-sized companies had to have over a hundred million. Large companies had to have over a billion. We can look for companies that have low debt. Uh, those companies that have lots of cash and low debt, I believe that if the market and the economy has trouble, it's not to say those stocks aren't going to go down in price. What it's going to say is hopefully those companies in good financial position can weather the storm. And being the fact that we're dealing with retirees, we're wanting to invest in companies that are going to be here really for the long run, not these uh, quick get-rich ideas like what happened in this dumb money movie. <laughs> Again, if you don't know what your approach is, you don't know what you own, you don't understand the methodology of the investment company that you're working with, now's the time for a second opinion. There's two ways you can do it. Jump right to the front of the line. Give our office a call. We'll give you an independent portfolio analysis. The second way is come out to our economic summit, again, October 11th, and learn about putting the odds in your favor. We're happy to help you and can absolutely help educate you about making smart financial decisions to finish the year strong 
and to go into 2024 with more confidence with your finances. Being able to figure out what's going to work best for you in your retirement. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters would love to see you, whether that is at their upcoming events. Again, you can go to ARHQ.com, click on the events tab, find one that works for you, or in the office, just schedule a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030. And we want to thank you for joining us today, as we always do. Really do appreciate you taking the time to spend with us here on the show. Hope you have a great week ahead of you. Uh, Nolan and Jeremy, thank you. Appreciate you guys as well. And as we wrap up here, I want to leave you with the final word. Hey, we have a little bit of beautiful weather left here in Northwest Ohio. So enjoy the beautiful weather. Take time to take the moment. And just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. It's home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787. Social Security may be short on funds in less than 10 years could lose anywhere from $17,000 to $23,000 a year. Younger generations will soon make up over 80% of the voting electorate. Will they agree to higher taxes to fund Social Security for boomers? Or will they ask boomers to pay their fair share? Does this mean you'll have to work and save longer? Now, what if I told you that Nolan Baker of America's Retirement Headquarters is one of the select few advisors in the country that has access to the Social Security Risk Score? It's a tool that can tell you the likelihood you'll be impacted by the loss of Social Security. Then, he can show you how he can replace that money you're counting on for retirement. Call America's Retirement Headquarters today at 419-794-3030, and they'll run your personalized Social Security Risk Score. It's complimentary and can help answer the questions to your Social Security future. That's 419-794-3030 or online at ARHQ.com. The Social Security Risk Score is an independent, nonpartisan diagnostic tool that is not connected with, affiliated with, or specifically endorsed by the United States government or the Social Security Administration. 